the DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. Okay. So this is the uh, DBN long table. It is fourth in GNT, and uh, this is going to be our preseason slash hard knocks wrap up, our predictions for the season, and our predictions for this Sunday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um, so uh, I guess we'll just dive in. And uh, fourth, what were your thoughts about the preseason? How, how, did we, uh, how did we look? What were things that looked important to you? What do you think things that look good, things that look bad? Anything that comes to your mind? Well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is the offensive line. Uh, the whole thing, the way it shook out, it's, uh, I'm not optimistic about it because, you know, these, what to us seem like last minute changes. Uh, so, uh, Bitonio to left tackle seemed, or they implied to be plan Z, and then suddenly we got, uh, Desmond Harrison is the guy? Yep. At left tackle, and now Vitonio is back at left guard. So I don't know. It's uh, that's that's kind of a worrying thing to me. And yeah. then uh, it still feels like we are sort of. Um, it still feels like defensive back. That. In general, like safeties, corners together, uh, that doesn't seem like a particular strength on the team. But, but I feel we have we are much improved there. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of surprised that uh, Greg still plays like what Navi called the, the carib position with the uh, high safety. Yeah, single high. Although Randall was not as high as Peppers, mm-hmm. but that still bothered me. I mean, the excuse was that we didn't have the personnel to play um, nickel, whatever, anything that normal teams play. And now I feel like Greg doesn't have an excuse. So what the hell is he doing? Yeah. I would say I tend to agree with you on, on both points. I think the, when it comes to the offensive line, uh, the juggling around on the offensive line gives me a, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of apprehension that we're going to be great offensively. I think for the first time in a long time, we have guys that can actually do something with the ball. You know, we have, we're going to have stable quarterback play, even if it's not stellar with Tyrod. I just still think, you know, the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over, um, that he'll be a, a and an immense upgrade over what we've had the last 10 years. So to me that, you know, right off the bat, skill positions, quarterback, way better. But the question, you know, obviously is the offensive line. The five guys that are going to start on Saturday have never been on the field at the same time. You know, you took a guy who was basically a Pro Bowl caliber left guard and you had him play the whole preseason in that left tackle, right? And then once you decided that that wasn't going to work, you moved him back to left guard. So he hasn't taken any snaps at left guard basically since the beginning of August. You know, I mean, it's to me, it is it is troubling. I'm not crazy about it. Um, I guess I'm just gonna have to we're gonna have to roll with it. I, the thing that's scary is that obviously the first week going up against a pretty good defensive line in Pittsburgh, where you're gonna see um, the only I, I guess the, the the one thing I do feel confident, not necessarily confident in, but I think that um, Harrison's gonna see a lot of T.J. Watt. Um, 
And I think he's going to do well against speed rushers. I think he's going to struggle against uh, the bull rushers more. And I think that he might. You know, we'll see. I guess we'll, we'll have to, you know, let it play out. But I just I don't like the juggling, and I don't like the last minute thing. I, I think if you look at Pittsburgh, basically the strength of that, you know, the strength of that team right now is that the pass blocking of that offensive line is excellent. Uh, and they're a good run blocking unit too, but they're a good pass blocking unit. And the thing is, they basically played together for three years. You know what I mean? So it's the stability factor just gives them a, a distinct advantage when it comes to, you know, the offensive lines. Um, that being said, now they have to contend with probably one of the best, I would say the best up and coming pass rusher in the NFL in Miles. So um, there's, you know, I'm not sure exactly what to expect when it comes to the, you know, the, the lines, our offensive line versus their defensive line and their defensive line against our offensive line. But overall, I guess last minute, this juggling kind of puts me in a, a little bit of an apprehension, especially with the first week playing Pittsburgh. Um, when it comes to the, the secondary, I'm with you the same thing. Um, I don't think those guys got enough time together. Uh, I think there was, you know, the guys that were going to start, obviously, with, um, with Randall missing some time due to injury, with Ward missing a little bit of time, um, gains. I mean, nothing, nobody was really on the field at the same time. I mean, everyone's kind of healthy now, so we'll see what's going to happen. But at the same point, like solidarity, um, you know, uh, experience together, it goes a long way, and we just haven't really had that. We had guys play well, but we didn't have everyone play well together at the same time. I think that's kind of what you want, but... At the same point, it's preseason usually doesn't happen anyway. We're going to see if these guys can gel and work together, but we're, we're a little ways away from that yet. But obviously, we don't really get a chance to do anything but step right in. Uh, obviously, week one division opponent, it's going to be a big game. So that was my take on, on, on that whole situation. What was your thoughts on, um, on Hard Knocks uh, with relation to the guys that they featured, um, you know, what did you think of the four or five guys that they featured the show around, basically? Well, you know, they do each year kind of the same thing. They find guys who are on the fringes, uh, guys who are uh, sort of unique personalities, and they feature them, kind of tug on your heartstrings a, a little bit. And um, I think they achieved that. Kajus... Uh, I felt was a great story uh, with his dad. It's uh, you know, every time I think of uh, Kajus's re- relationship with old man Kajus, that, that's that, that's kind of a heartwarming, warming thing for me because uh, it feels like that, that's something that you see rarely with with. Uh, I think he was a single father, right, R- uh, raising him. No, I don't really know. That's 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 the impression that I got uh, during the first episode, and that, you know that's I don't know. It feels like that's something that's really featured, and that, that they they clearly had a close bond, and I don't know. That's just uh, um, most of us who watch uh, hard knocks and watch football are guys who, in, in, in I would say in a lot of cases, if not in every case. Uh, had had a kind of a bond with our dads and with sports, so that's uh, that was something that you can relate to, and uh, and it felt great. Um, kind of orchard with his, with his uh, he was a family man, and um, 
and that felt like a, he felt like a great personality. You know, every time there was a game, uh, you know, I mean, of course he had the uh, mics on him, but um, he was always loudly cheering the others. And, yeah. Uh, he, he just seemed like a he just seemed like a good guy. But um, and I talked about this with you guys on Facebook, the part where he and Miles uh, practice technique that that. That was weird for me. Like a guy in his fourth year doesn't know what seemed like basic stuff. Well, I mean, you, you, you even got to go past that. Never mind fourth year in the NFL. Like this is a guy that was a four-year player in college too. You know, like he wasn't. No, 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 he, no, no. I, 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 I don't think so. I think he played two years in college. Uh, I think two years JUCO, but he was. He's not. He wasn't twenty when he came into the league. He was twenty-two or twenty-three. I think. Uh, I just I, I looked his stats up uh, as I was watching the game and uh, uh, Sports Reference says two years for him. Okay. And uh, I think he he kind of went back to some, whatever I don't know his story, but he played two years before he came out in, in the Pac-12. I think it was Utah, mm-hmm. and his stats were crazy. Uh, he, they weren't bad in his first year he played, and in his second year he had like 21 tackles for losses. And uh, I think he led the nation in sacks. He had, he had like 18.5 or something. Mm-hmm. So major production. Sure. And uh, then he comes to the NFL, and of course, I mean, he was a second round pick. So I've been thinking, like, how does he not know? This shit already. Yeah. yeah. And, and and then I sort of started to worry. I mean, does Miles only know this because those older guys kind of are drawn to him and help him? Mm-hmm. You know, we had Bruce and then uh, McGinnis when when he interviewed him after the interview, he kind of stayed and showed him some showed him some stuff. Yeah. So I was wondering, you know. Where would Miles be if he didn't have those guys like outside the organization? Yeah. And and then I thought, is there something wrong with with Simmons, who is our positions coach, right? Clyde Simmons. Yeah. Yep. Who in his own right was a very very good player. Right. So so uh, what's going on? How? I mean, I get it. If 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 you if you do the individual drills, that's one thing. But when you go into games and you play one way when there's a pass rush and another way when you play the run, that's not necessarily something that people would notice. But at the same time, I got a feeling that this should have been noticed and should have been dealt with by the coaches. I mean, yeah. I was not enthused to see Myers kind of do the do his kickback, which was which looked good, by the way. Uh, play the offensive lineman and kind of teach Orchard how to do stuff. That was. I'm, I'm still flabbergasted about the whole thing. Yes, yeah. I kind of think whatever Miles does, he's going to do well. I mean, you know, <laughs> he could pretend to be an offensive lineman, but he's still going to do it well. I mean. I just, that's like that's the guy I'm just so excited for this year. Like you know, I know I know we got a quarterback now, and he may or may not play, um, but Miles is going to be the guy that uh, he's going to. I mean, he's going to turn some heads in the league this year if he hasn't already. So yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about that. Something that we didn't mention 
with regards to the preseason and someone who didn't really uh, show up in hard knocks was Avery. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the guy flat out kicked ass and has incredible hustle. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were excited when we drafted him. You know, at first we didn't know who he was out of Memphis. Uh, but then we started looking at the film and stuff and I was crazy excited to have this guy and he performed way better in the preseason games than I expected. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a sack and a strip in the, uh, in the Detroit game, correct? Uh, Eagles. In the Eagles, the Eagles game. game. Yep. So, so I mean, they're already saying, you know, he's probably the second best pass rusher on the team. Um, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited too. I, you know, I, I, I'm really hoping that we get, um, you know, like I said, a, a healthy year out of Miles and Agua. And if, uh, you know, Avery, I think he's a little, still a little banged up, but he's still going to play this week. Uh, so I'm hoping that, you know, between the three of them, you know, we'll get some pressure on Roethlisberger. But I, I, that unit going forward, the ability to get pressure on the quarterback is going to be really awesome. So I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Right. So back to Hard Knocks. Um, mm-hmm. Nassib was a surprise to me. I, like I, I did not uh, anticipate him being such a character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, he was one guy that I, I guess I didn't expect. You know, I mean, I guess because he was a guy that was towards the, the edge of the roster. Um, he was a guy that I guess, you know, could have easily just been featured if he was just a normal guy, you know, like not a, but he's got a pretty big personality, way, way bigger than I expected. And, uh, you know, his interactions with, uh, with Rob, uh, with Greg Williams and with, uh, Haley and with Haley were great, you know, like, uh, I, so personality wise, I would say that, you know, he's, he's up there the guy, to me, the guy that, that stole the, 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 the preseason, with hard knocks was was Todd Haley. I think he was, um, I think he was just he was great. I think he's he's what we've been lacking. You know, like a no nonsense kind of coach. You know, a coach that'll call you on you know on your mistakes, but at the same point knows that you're human. And you know, you saw his interactions with Landry. I think Landry's his guy. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like he's the one that uh, maybe whispered in Landry's ear, tell these guys to get their asses on the field. You know, if you're not hurt, you better be out there practicing because we need to get better. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was a message that was clearly well heard. Um, you know, we're, we're down a wide receiver because of it. You know, we, you know, Corey Coleman trade happened, I think, specifically because uh, he was put, you know, obviously put with the twos, but he was put with the twos because he got called out for playing, not, not practicing, you know, right. and, and, and he needed to be. Um, so, you know, I, overall, I, I thought Haley was, was – uh, he was probably my favorite, my favorite aspect of Hard Knocks. Um, Baker doing the, uh, you know, the rookie show with the with the rest of the guys. That was really, really good too. Uh, the, he does a great John Dorsey, and I'll tell you, that's gonna, that's only gonna get better um, as it goes on, and we get more material on that. So I'm looking forward to that, um, you know, in the future. But overall, I thought Hard Knocks was great, and uh, you know, the the whole. The whole, you know, who's going to get cut, who's not going to get cut. I mean, I, I was, you know, I guess going into the going into the season before the show even aired, you know, I kind of figured that Orchard and uh, Orchard or Nassim, one of them would make the team would probably be Nassim. Um, obviously, Nassim didn't make the team as well. He made the first fifty-three, and then after some players got moved around, he got cut. Um, 
But I, I do think that overall, I, I think it was really well done. I thought it was, you know, normal. I was, I guess I was afraid of it at first. I thought it would be chaotic and, and bad and it would expose a lot of issues with inside the organization, especially with you, Jackson, being our coach and just how he is. Um, but overall, I was, you know, I came away from it feeling pretty positive. Um, you know, I, I, I got a really, this is probably the best grasp of the roster and the players, not just as, you know, you know, numbers or stats or, you know, the film that I've watched, but you get a really good grasp of the actual guys on the team. Um, and realistically, it didn't, it didn't focus on a lot of the stars, but it, it focused on, you know, guys that, you know, that, that are going to play for us. So it was good to, it was good to see. I, I just can't believe that you did not mention Bob Wiley. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> I, I love Wiley too. He was a lot of fun. Um, the the most interesting man alive. I don't know about all that, but I, I, I guess I was looking at it a little bit more from a perspective of, hey, you know what? I personally think Haley's our next head coach. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, if if you is uh, removed, I want Haley. Yeah. I don't care what he did in uh, Kansas City. I. I I mean, I, I, everywhere he's gone, he's, they've been productive. They've been good offenses. Um, you know, he's coached. You know, he's had his head, his, his issues, obviously, especially with Roethlisberger. But, um, listen, I, you know, I guess we'll see how just how good Pittsburgh is uh, now that he's gone. Now, I'm sure that, that that will play into the whole situation moving forward um, out, out there. So we'll see. But I, I, I love Wiley, too. Don't get me wrong. He was great. Um, the whole thing with the uh, – well, first off, the, the, uh, the chest – on the on the hut, his little, his little belly rolling up it was great. I loved his uh, his Maserati, and uh, but the uh, the whole uh, farm animal thing was just hilarious. He just it was good. He was good too. So you know, overall the whole hard knocks experience from what I thought was going to be a massive negative was a uh, was an extreme positive. I think it left all the fans, everyone that I talked to that are not Brown fans. Uh, they all loved it. They, everyone, everyone thought very positively of the organization um, moving forward. I think everyone knows that, you know, it's been a rough patch and uh, to see, you know, signs of growth and uh, things heading in the right direction. I think it, first off it was good for Cleveland. Second off, it's good for the NFL. And third off, it's just, it was good for everybody. It was a good football story. So this was a really, uh, really great five episodes of television, I think. And, uh, it, you know, it left me feeling really good to be a Browns fan. So I hope, it, you know, I hope it did the same for, for everyone else. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, it kind of left me proud and I hope that we can somehow get back <laughs> because, and I was really, um, by the time that they announced us, uh, I was so kind of drained from 0-16 that I didn't really care. But before that, I was really against hard knocks because quite frankly, none of the previous ones were, and I, I mean, I've seen almost all of them were this good. Maybe, maybe I'm biased, but, but, I think I, this one felt special, yeah. And um, I just I just hope that we can get another. That would be great. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially if if we manage to be good this year, and then they come back next year to kind of the improved Browns. And I mean, the the narrator guy that's just he has a Leave perfect Schreiber. voice. Yeah. yeah. 
That's so, I mean, a great voice. Yeah. So here, the, the only drawback to that is we would have to not make the playoffs. Oh, right. Uh, oh, so, right. So, you know, that, that's a kick. But And uh, we would have to not have a first-year head coach. So those are well, two I, things that... Uh, um, but couldn't we call them? Like, uh, well, I mean, you don't have to refuse it, but I think that most teams do. Um, uh, I can understand it. So... Those are two things that allow you to disqualify yourself: new head coach and uh, new, uh, and and making and the players. players. Uh, right. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's the only thing that I would um, welcome f- from uh, D or, or or what's his face, Jimmy Aslan, if if they kind of enforced their. Um, Will upon the team if if they would say yeah we we maybe we should be on the on hard knocks again uh, anyway but that's yeah. that's just the way I see it. So overall impressions you enjoyed the, you enjoyed the show you thought it was good you thought it was good for the team. Yeah yeah and I I, I don't think that it uh, it was a negative it had a negative influence on the team so. I mean, if we suck this year, it won't be because we had hard knock screw over. No. So it's it it just gave something to fans to look forward to every uh, Tuesday. Uh, I, I just kind of wish we would have something in June when when it's like the NFL desert and there's nothing to look forward to sure. in the immediate future. Yeah. Anyway, that's um. Anything uh, that you noticed, and I'm sorry that I take took the conductor role from you, but, uh, but anything that you noticed during the four preseason games that you think is worth a mention? Well, obviously, uh, the, to me, the first thing that stands out is that Miles Garrett is a flat-out dominant pass rusher, and we haven't had one of those in... Uh, I, since the return, I don't remember the last guy that was just a steady, you know, teams have the game plan around him. They have to double team him. He's still going to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, he's going to beat guys one-on-one, I would say, 70% of the time. He's going to impact the play if you block him one-on-one. Um, you know, whereas, you know, we've never had it. We haven't had a guy like that. He's straight-up difference maker. Um you know, like there's a reason that guys are superstars in the league. There's a reason J.J. Watt was a massive superstar in the league because that guy makes a massive difference. You know, we finally have a guy like that on defensive line. Um, uh, to me, he clearly is, uh, you know, beyond quarterback, is the most important player on the team. Um, and I think, you know, finally that was that was one thing that, that was established. I guess the second thing is uh, we have competency at quarterback. You know, um, no matter who's there, um, if it's going to be Tyrod, if it's going to be Baker, we have guys that, that can throw the ball that are NFL quarter. You know, not that Baker's been in the NFL yet, but they're NFL caliber quarterbacks that can make NFL throws that aren't going to make tons of mistakes. They're going to make mistakes, but they're not going to make tons of mistakes. They're not going to turn the ball over all the time. Um, and we have the weapons for them to in order to succeed. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's things that I've always said that there's two things that you really need to do well to succeed in the NFL and it's be able to throw the ball down the field and be able to put pressure on the quarterback and I think for the first time in a long time we can do both at the same time there's been times when we've been able to throw the ball 
not many, but there's been a few. There's been times when we've been decent pass rushing teams, but never great. I think we can be really good at both things right now, and doing those two things opens up so much more uh, with your coverages, with what you can do in the running game, with trick plays, with blitzes. It allows you to do a lot more. Um, so uh, having good good to great players at two positions and then you know some complementary players at other positions makes us significantly a better team than we've been in 20 years and uh you know i that those are my two takeaways was that we have competency at quarterback and we have an elite pass rusher and it's two things that i've been dying for in cleveland uh for the last 20 years yeah the thing uh that kind of stood out for me was uh I, I mean, I was all for Baker Mayfield before the draft, but um, I didn't expect him to play this good this soon. Yeah, he he seemed to really. Uh, he's a hard worker. He he's he's a likable dude. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And um, you know, he he has the right kind of moxie to him. Uh, he he's one of the guys. Uh, he plays. He played well, pretty well. And um, honestly, I don't mind that uh, Taylor is the starting quarterback because he he seems like a very low key, um, just a great dude. He yeah. seems like a great dude, and I'm I'm glad we got him because. He seems like he he doesn't you know when something goes wrong and I and I did not really follow him before this I mean I I've, I've known of him but uh, as a person and as a player uh, sort of outside the games I, I did not follow him but he seems like when something hits the fan he kind of goes to work and looks forward sure uh, and. I'm not sure how you know he he didn't seem to complain about anything. No, he's, no. he's he's just you know okay my finger was dislocated he made one throw and okay it's good let's go back. Yeah. Although I guess you know that that was really important for him. I mean he didn't want to go out before him in the season before the season even began, but um, he he just seems like that kind of guy who you know people have been mispronouncing understandably his name but you know he just he just went with it he, he didn't you know Thank you. yeah yeah so uh, that kind of attitude i think it's good especially um i mean we are going to face some hardships i mean we're the browns so uh, uh i think that that kind of well, not nonchalance but um sort of uh uh, ability to roll with the punches that that's going to be useful for the guys and sure. especially since we have so many rookies we, we are uh, I think either the, the youngest or the second youngest team in the league second so that's going to be very useful for us another thing is I'm worried about special teams yeah and not just because what we did on special teams, although in terms of kicking and punting, we are good. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, Amos was fired by, I think, the Broncos mid-game because 
his special team sucked so bad. So when we heard that he was the guy that we got when when Tabor left, I was like, you know, that's that's not the kind of replacement that I had in mind when I was calling for Tabor to be fired on yeah. Twitter during the games. Yeah. So we are going to want to have Tabor back. That's 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 <laughs> my worries. And that's despite the way last season started with um days. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was on days. Who by the way was one of the guys that we uh cut. Uh that was an understandable cut I think, but um I think he I think he can play in the NFL because sure. yeah. one of the few uh, bright spots last year was when he returned balls because he was way better than Peppers. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the guy who broke out uh, some of those long uh, runs as a returner. And it felt like when it comes to vision, he is the best of our guys. You know, um, I think Hyde is... Um, I guess a more complete package than Chubb at this moment. Um, Duke is just fantastic. I'm glad we signed him uh, for for his contract, and um, he's just a weapon that I hope Haley is going to use way better than uh, Hugh did. Yeah. Do you, here's a here's a question about uh, Duke. What do you think you're going to see? I I don't think you're going to see Duke get more than two or three handoffs a game, maybe five. Like that's like it's not going to. He's not going to get a lot of carries. I think he's going to get a ton of. I think he's going to get a ton of touches. Like they'll do screens and and he'll be running stuff out of the slot. I think I think, think what what what's useful about Duke when when uh, when Taylor is on the center and Duke's behind him. Uh, what I hope is that teams are not going to know what's what's going to happen. So, will Taylor signal for him to to you know move to a receiver spot, mm-hmm. or is he going to run the ball, or is he going to fake a run and then you know get the ball or whatever you know that sure. that that's so so what I'm looking for is when Duke when Duke is back there for teams to have no idea about about what he's gonna do because he's so versatile because I mean if if there's uh, Chubb back there for example then um you know that's uh, He's probably not gonna get the ball through the air. That's, nah. that's the, he, although he got a nice pass from Baker, but um, he he is actually a good receiver. Just it's not he. There are better receivers out of the backfield than him right now on our team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if if Chubb is going to do something, it's going to be either running or blocking, most likely. Yeah. Uh, but when Duke's back there, to me it feels like it gives us more options to confuse the defense. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I would pass him more. I mean, he wants to be a receiver, which yeah. is kind of it's it's kind of an odd thing, but I guess he is not he's not a fan of contact, which is not uh, best, not the best trait when you are running back, but um, 
Well, receivers also make more money than running backs too. So oh, that's true. But he he's kind of a feisty guy anyway when he runs. So yeah. he he doesn't run scared. So that's good. Mm-hmm. But you know we we are good at running back. Yeah. like I think we're, like I said I think for the first time in a long time when it comes to to uh, guys who are going to touch the ball uh, there's a, there's depth there's uh, you know especially I mean we haven't even mentioned his name yet but jo- you know we got Josh Gordon back you know like what the hell like this is you know this could be between the combination of. You know, Gordon and Landry and, I mean, I guess Callaway. I mean, that's the best one, two, three we've had in um, since the 80s, right? You would have to think, right? Yeah, I mean, remember back when uh, we had Pryor, we had Gordon, we had Barnage, and uh, we thought that was going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah I, well, it would have been our, our best if they were all healthy and playing well, but... Uh, but anyway, this feels like uh, before that season, especially since we have um, Setiba, we have Njoku, uh, who are both great fast catchers. Uh, and it was great, you know, uh, that's one of the things that was nice to see was uh, Njoku improving on his catching. Sure. That was great to watch. Uh, I always like it when, when, when things like this happen, this sort of improving stuff, because that kind of bums me out when when, when uh, a young player kind of gets something pointed out and he just can't fix it in time and he's cut, that kind of bums me out. Yeah. Although Njoku wasn't in danger of being cut, but... Um, no, but you still want to see a guy, you still yeah. want to see a guy improve. Yeah, I, yeah, I, get, the, I yeah. agree. So if you were to pick one guy moving forward uh, to be a, I would I wouldn't say a surprise, but um, you know if you were to pick one guy that you thought was going to have a kind of a breakout year, and one guy you thought you were worried about having a bad year moving forward, this you know in 2018, who would they be? You know, so one guy breaking breaking out towards a good year, and one guy who you think kind of pushes himself maybe on where he's on the roster bubble next year. Uh, I think the breakout guy is going to be Avery. Yeah. I think he's going to be a little like, you know, you know, the old Looney Tunes cartoons where the Tasmanian devil comes. That's, that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. He's a little devil. And, uh, I think it's going to show up. So I think he's the breakout guy and the guy we are going to be disappointed about um, and I'm ho- hopefully I'm gonna be wrong, but um, boy, I'm not sure. I feel like uh, uh, I'm not sure. Um, Peppers. Yeah, I mean that's what I would say too. Uh, Peppers is a guy I think that you know finds is gonna find himself where he needs to drastically improve from last year. And I'm not saying he's not capable of it, but you know, the athleticism is there. It's just the football savvy and the, and the knowledge. And just hopefully he's been learning. Uh, and we'll see. You know, he's the kind of guy that you just you have to give opportunities to because you, you don't know what you're going to get. But, the ta- I mean, the, the athleticism is there. Just do we know if the football acumen is there? And, you know, and, the, and, and the drive is there, too. I mean, he's yeah, very well, driven. And he's a, he, he also has a great personality. I he mean, does. He absolutely does. And he never 
he also never complained. And, you know, when something happened, it's on him. You know, he never complained about the way he was played. Like, he, he the best, what, two years he's been, he's been played out of position. Well, year, but yeah, yeah, you're I, I mean, well. I mean, in, in college, he wasn't exactly, I mean, he wasn't really playing safety, was he? he was yeah, no, he was. He was. He was, he was kind of all over the place. But, you know, that was a, he was more of a freelancer. He was given you know, a little bit more free reign. But because he was so much better of an athlete than, you know, 99% of the guys on the field that he could get away with a lot of that stuff, you know. Yeah, but he, he it, seemed, it seemed to me that if 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 you went to through each of his snaps, most of the snaps you would say he played linebacker. Yeah, I guess sort of. Um, it's hard for me to say because uh, every time you watch Michigan, you kind of gag. But um, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe I'm influenced by what Brett Coleman said in his in his vid because you know. That kind of changed people's opinion of him when he pointed out how Mich- Michigan used him. Yeah. So I, I feel like I could have been influenced by that. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, I hope he figures it out, and I hope yeah. the coaches figure out how to use him because, as he said, that athleticism and and his uh, drive, I think, could make him a success. And and it would really suck if he, if he didn't get to be. If he, if he didn't get to live up to his potential. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, I have three guys that I think are going to have pretty pretty stellar, you know, I would say they're, they're obviously rookie or second-year campaigns. And I don't want to just Hey, man, you, you, you asked for one guy. Oh, well, I, I have three. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the three that I would say um, I think you're going to see uh, a lot of positives from – uh, David Njoku, I think, is going to be a dynamic player, especially now that he's got a quarterback that can get him the ball in the end zone. Um, he's a mismatch down there. He's going to – I mean, I've, I've always thought that his his most valuable asset is going to be – he's going to be great after the catch. But his size, his, his, his uh, leaping ability, he's the kind of guy that, you know, in the red zone is just – there aren't guys like that in the NFL. You know, there's there's so many. There's not there's not enough of them, and uh, we got ourselves one. I think he's going to be really really good, um, and I think you know he's ready to take a step forward. And I think Haley's the kind of guy that you know that that got tons out of lesser tight ends than than Najoko and Deval. You know, and I think he's going to get tons of production out of those two guys, but specifically Najoko. I think the other guy. I mean, I think Antonio Callaway is going to be awesome. I really do. I think he's going to have a big play this week. I think I don't know what it is. I just he's the kind of guy. I just I, you got to get him the ball four or five times a game. You got to get him the ball that much. I, you know, whatever you do, and I just I just see him making plays. Um, so I think he's going to have a good year. I don't think it's going to be you know crazy numbers where he's going to have like seventy or eighty catches, but he's the kind of guy that he'll catch the ball maybe forty times this year, maybe fifty, but he'll have. Big plays for us that you know help win games. I think he's the kind of guy that I think you know. I, he's he's I'm I have a very good feeling about Callaway, and I guess the third guy um, has been another guy I've been pretty high on all preseason, and that's uh, Nick Chubb. I think um, I love I love Hyde. I know people all love Hyde, Ohio State. You know I, I get all that. Uh, the thing about Chubb to me is that he is the kind of guy that we haven't had in a long time. He gets. He gets every yard that's there. 
he may not break out huge runs, but he does not lose yards. Um, the only time he loses yards is when there's nothing, when there are only lost yards available. Like, I mean, there was the stat he had 28 yards after contact, and he only had 24 yards rushing, like in a preseason game. So, like, I mean, do the math. Like, the guy, he'll get you yards, you know, even if there's not yards there. Like, he'll get the positive. He gets as much as he possibly can. And to me, that's the most important thing moving forward with the offense because I'm tired of third and 10, third and eight, third and seven. You know, I want, I want third and two. I want second and two. You know, I want, I want second and four. I want, I want, I want, you know, proactive down and distance where we're, we have the, the chance to, to make a play because we can call a play action or we can call something that we might not have called on third, you know, second and 10. You know what I mean? So to me, it's, it's a drastic improvement over what we had back there last year and the year before. Um, right. Uh, you know, you know what I always wonder about if, if Njoku is ever gonna pull something when he does his touchdown celebration. But maybe I'm, uh, I just wonder that because I couldn't do it once. Yeah, he does all the time. Yeah, but I'm just, I don't know, that, that would kinda suck if, yeah. if he, if he did a celebration like, well, going, just... go, going to a pulled muscle from a celebration would suck, but I, I absolutely agree with your assessment of these guys. Yeah. I'm really excited for um, both Galway and Chubb. I really yeah. wanted us to get Chubb if 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 we well he wasn't my first. Yeah, we never, yeah, but but he was my second. And I really love the guy. He, yeah. If if he didn't have an injury, I, I honestly think that he would have been uh, selected instead of Parker because he was just yeah, he was uh, phenomenal. I mean, his combine numbers are still great. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was barely uh, worse than uh, than Barkley was. Yeah. And, and after that horrible horrible injury, I mean, it's. I was watching it that game when it happened. I mean, I remember seeing it. It, it just, you know, thinking, oh, geez, this guy's done. And he came back, you know, a year later and, and you know, a full year and a half later, and he was he was just a, still a really good player. I mean, you could see last year he was a little tentative, but he's definitely de- definitely getting back to what he was. I just, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, and I, and I mean, the first game, first preseason game, one wasn't really his game, you know, yeah. but um. I knew he was gonna come around, and he's been good since then. I, w- I wouldn't say great, but he he's been good. So, you know, uh, it's it's just really hard to manage for me the the excitement on on the one hand because we have seen some nice things, but we have been here before. Yeah, we have been let down against these uh, black and yellow. Bastards. Yeah. Well, what? What? Uh, I guess. What are your What are your thoughts overall for the season? What do you What are your, What are the things that you look forward to the most? Or what do you think? What do you think? Well, here. How about this? What do you, What's your prediction for the season record wise? What do you think? Oh boy. Um. I'm one of the more prize. Uh, on the forums too, I guess, because I'm I'm not really not for the hype. Um, but it, but that has more to do with um, the way we have been let down season after season. So I'm, I'm you gotta admit of, this feels a little different than than yeah that that's that's correct. This feels different than before. 
But um, I've been burned so many times that I'm just not ready okay. to fully commit. So I'm kind of expecting four wins. But if we beat the Steelers the first game, then I'm upping it up to eight. 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 Wow. Eight and eight. If yeah. we win the week one. I, um, I, I think this is a good team. Um, I still think it's young. I'd like to say seven and nine. I think the first two weeks are going to be really tough. I think we can win next week. I think we can win this week. I think next week's going to be, I mean, next week is almost impossible to win. Uh, it's a, that's a tough game and a tough place to play against a team that's probably going to have a, they're going to, I think the Saints are going to destroy Tampa Bay in week one. So I think they're going to have, you know, they're going to be rolling at that point. Um, I think they're a better team without, uh, Mark Ingram. And that makes, you know, because they'll be featuring Kamara the whole game. I think that week two is going to be a tough game for us, but I think we can go, if we can go one and one and then go against the Jets in Oakland, you know, three and one's not, not unrealistic. So what if we just happen to go two and oh and look great against both of them? I, you know, I don't know what to say to that because it's not something I'm willing to, to state my, 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 uh, my claim on just yet, but I mean, two and zero with the Jets and the Raiders, on the next two opponents on the schedule. I mean, you'd have to feel great. Yeah, you'd, yeah. I you'd, mean, you'd have beaten. You'd, you'd have beaten a team. You know, you probably is favored to win our division right now. You'd have beaten a team that's probably, uh, I would say, a top Super Bowl pick by majority of people out there as a team that could go to the Super Bowl, and you'd be going up against you know uh, the Jets on Thursday night. And then uh, you'd have the Raiders, who are a complete disaster right now. Um, so you'd have to feel pretty good going into weeks three and four, right? I would, I would feel pretty good about the team at that point. Listen, I'd feel good if we played well enough. Even, I mean, I don't want to say going on two, I'm going to be happy. But if we played really good against these two teams, it would have me in a position where I felt positive moving forward that you know what, this is this team can compete with really good teams. Um, but I do feel like the Steelers are primed for the picking right now with what's going on with, with Bell. Um, clearly puts them at a disadvantage uh, with him not showing up, even though they thought he was going to. So, um, Yeah, but I, I hope they are not in the right headspace right now. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can hope for. I mean, we have a little issue with our, with our team, with the offensive line. They have an issue with uh, one of their star players not showing up. So, I mean, I guess – and we both have a little of an issue, and I guess we'll all just have to see who can, who can fight through it better. Yeah, I just hope – I just hope for once we can win the opening game against yeah. the Steelers. And, and nice. that's cool. Yeah, go as one of the 16 winners in okay. week two. Yeah, it'd be, be nice. nice. Yeah, we haven't had an opening game win since 2004, right? It'd be nice to win one. <laughs> I think it's yeah. 2004. But uh, all you know, all that being said, like I said, I think that this is a team that that could win seven games. Seven and nine is not unreasonable. I think eight and eight, if everything breaks our way. I mean, you know, a lot of it's we're still we have still so many unknowns that you know we could be better than that. Um, to me. Winning a bunch of games and being competitive, and having a you know having a really good foundation for the next two, three, four, five, six years—that's what's really important. Um, yeah, yeah, just just have a fun season. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, that I think we're more than capable of that this year. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the game this week? Do you have a prediction? Uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought loss. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really positive that we are going to be able to figure things out right uh, at the first game. So I think it's going to take some time. I think I think we we're going to start one one, but um, we are going to give the Steelers a hard time at yeah. least for three quarters. That's what I expect. I think uh, I think the weather is going to obviously. Uh, neither of us in being in Cleveland is tough to say, but the weather is supposedly going to be very terrible this uh, this weekend, and uh, I don't really know what to expect when it comes to that. Um, sometimes it favors offenses, sometimes it favors defenses. The Castro is probably the best guard in the NFL. Um, it's just you know it's it's going to be an interesting game. I think I think uh, coming away from it, I I want to say that we're going to win this game. I think it's like a, you know like a a weird score, like maybe like uh, you know like thirteen seven or thirteen ten. It's going to be it's going to be tight. Um, I mean, my my thoughts are that we can come away from this game with a win, and I, I just want to go into it thinking that we are going to win. So for the first time in a long time, I feel like you know what we're going to go into the opener. We're going to beat Pittsburgh. So. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're going to be right. I do too. So I guess uh, I guess that kind of wraps us up for the day. Yeah, and see you guys next week. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.